Welcome to Getting Results. I'm Tom Tony, and I'm really glad that you've joined me here on the podcast. I'm looking forward to spending a few minutes with you today as we continue to talk about building a culture of alignment. You know, over the years of coaching and leading in organizations of various types and sizes, I've come to recognize that sustainable, repeatable success comes down to these three factors. Clarity, alignment, and busting through barriers. And that's the basis of my CAB system. Whether or not we are in alignment on our teams and our organization makes a huge difference. And how effective we are, how efficient we operate, it's, it makes a difference in morale. It makes a difference in employee engagement. In the training that I do through the CAB system, we talk about the seven common sense signs that something is out of alignment. And so we're going to talk about a few of those today. Now, the first one that I want to talk about is the idea that uh, productivity begins to sputter. That means that it takes longer to do common tasks. Deadlines keep getting pushed. Reports are not turned in on time. People are arriving later than they normally do. There's a decrease potentially in product quality. Uh, people start cutting corners. Reports are not as complete. Work is rushed. And the list goes on. These are all signs that productivity is beginning to sputter. And anytime you see a shift in patterns that trends toward lower productivity, that means that somewhere something is out of alignment. Now, ultimately, it's going to have its roots in how decisions are being made. You know, our choices are always connected to our system of values. So when we begin to pull out of alignment with our goals, it's because something else is being seen as more valuable, and that is pulling us away from that target. Now, these signs show up early in the process. Now, think about disengagement, for example. In fact, one of the seven common sense signs that I talk about in CAB University training is that team members increasingly disengage. People begin becoming disengaged long before they disengage. And in fact, try this real quickly. If you're in a place where you can do this, reach out and grab a pen or some other object with your hand. Now, I want you to all pay close attention to this next part. Now, think about this. At what point would you say your hand has become disengaged from that object? So go ahead and grab that pen or whatever's near you right now and just hold it tightly, hold it firmly in your hand. Now, look at your hand and slowly let go of that object. Just slowly let go of it. So what do you think? At what point did your hand become disengaged with that object? Now, we'd likely say that the, the disengagement happened when the object and the hand were no longer touching. Maybe the object fell out of your hand, and that would be true. However, the process of disengagement began immediately. Your brain engaged the thought of disengaging. Then your muscles began to relax, and your fist opened up and released its grip on the object, and because there was no longer a strong connection between your hand and the object, eventually the two separated. You know, by the time we see the signs of someone being disengaged from the team, we know that the process has already been underway for probably quite some time. Now, by the time you see a late report, you can be sure that there have been underlying decisions, shifts, in value or focus that led to that result. And this is why I believe it becomes so important to be clear and to pay attention to what we expect, clear about our expectations, our measurables. So that when you see a sputter in productivity, that's not the time to start paying attention. That's the time to start investigating why productivity does not align with your clear measurables. Now, Bamboo HR did a survey, a study of over a thousand workers in which 31% reported having to, uh, that they quit a job within the first six months. 
And so they were seeking to try to understand why why are 31% of people leaving jobs in the first six months? And according to the research, what the participants said is that some of the top reasons for leaving were a poor onboarding experience or a lack of clarity surrounding job duties and expectations. Now, think about that. So within six months, organizations are losing newly. Think about what it costs to hire someone, the process of vetting, all the interviews, looking through resumes, all this work that's gone into hiring someone. You finally get them on the job. You go through the onboarding process. You're doing the training. They're meeting new people. You're buying equipment, and then they leave. And they're saying that they're leaving because there's simply a lack of clarity around their job duties and expectations. Now, the signs of that are going to show up pretty quickly. Why? Because they're going to begin to miss in line and immediately disengage with their work because they simply don't know what they're doing or what's expected of them. So this misalignment, we have to pay attention when we see this, uh, this idea of productivity beginning to sputter. We got to really lean in and pay attention because it's going to lead to disengagement. So when we see it, that's not the time to start paying attention. That's the time to start investigating. And you know, if you're clear about your goals and measurables, if we know what they are, and if we're keeping a close eye on those goals and measurables, then we're going to be able to see rather quickly when productivity begins to sputter. And that sputtering is a sign of misalignment. And you may not have long to address it before people start thinking about moving on. You know, finally, for this episode, the, another thing that we see is that complaints intensify. So listen closely to conversation. You know, studies show us that the average individual complains in every conversation on some level. It's pretty interesting stuff. But but listening, the idea of listening, being a good listener, it's one of the character traits that most everyone says is the hallmark of a great leader. And I've had the chance to ask this question of thousands of people now. What do you look for in a great leader? What are the characteristics, the attributes of great leadership in your opinion? And inevitably, one of those that makes the list is a great listener. But listening means leaning into what you are hearing and interpreting the story behind the story. That's what it means to really listen. You're listening for the the underlying, the undertones, the story behind the story. So, for example, you might hear someone say, well, I just feel like we're pushing too hard in this season. Well, what does that mean? And why? Where does that come from? Why do you feel like we're pushing too hard? Why do you say that? What's the data? Uh, where does that come from? And you begin to push and prod a bit on what's being said and what you're hearing so that you can really get the story behind the story. You know, things like that can't just be dismissed. They they have to be understood or because they're a sign potentially of misalignment. You know, that's not always just somebody wanting to be lazy. It could be a true underlying issue that needs to be addressed. So anytime someone feels pain. Anytime we feel pain, it's because something is out of place and we're, there are going to be complaints associated with that pain. Now, it may be what might be out of place is a perspective. An attitude could be out of place. A process could be out of place. Policy could be out of place. Relationships could be out of alignment. But we have to understand that. We have to do the investigating to find out what's going on here. What is this complaint telling me? What secrets are locked up inside that complaint? Now, that doesn't mean that we go around trying to psychoanalyze every word in every conversation. You know, what do you mean when you said the coffee was too hot? <laughs> well, the coffee was too hot. But, but we do pay attention when we sense complaints and we try to seek to understand what they might be telling us. You know, complaining, we know, can create a toxic environment. All kinds of research has been done about this. For example, when one complains, it releases the stress hormone cortisol 
which switches us into a flight or fight mentality. Now, if fight means things are going to get contentious, flight means I'm out of here. I'm looking for a, a new reality. And neither of those things are desired results for us. But, you know, we're not just trying to satisfy the complaint. We want to address the underlying issue. So complaining, complaining becomes a sign of misalignment, which needs to be remedied. Now, it's true that some people have gotten into the habit of complaining. So fixing that may come down to a personnel decision for you. But our effort is to pay attention when we hear complaining and begin investigating for areas of misalignment. So, you know, now we know a bit more about what to look for. And in upcoming episodes, we'll talk about how to reestablish alignment. How do we handle these situations? So how do we reestablish an engagement culture when we are starting to see those signs? What do we do? And I'd love to hear your comments and experiences and even your questions. You can drop me a comment at TomTony.com. Just go under podcast and click on join the conversation and you'll be able to post your comments or questions to our podcast Facebook group, Getting Results. And while you're there at TomTony.com, I encourage you to sign up to become a member of TomTony.com. It's free, and it's going to give you access to exclusive content and opportunities. So until next time, keep getting results.